You are listening to the 1% Christian, the daily Bible study where we get together for 1% of our day. We study God's word and then we head out to the remaining 99% to do something amazing with this life that he's given us. I am Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. Check us out at soh.com church download the sound of heaven app it is absolutely free there's a free digital bible on there that you can use to follow along with us and a lot of other great resources and if you're listening anywhere where you get your podcasts like share subscribe turn on your notifications we don't want you to miss anything and share this stream so we can continue to grow this bible study we're in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 5, and I'll tell you, if you're listening to this in real time, you know we just came through a holiday weekend, Memorial Day, uh, and uh, I made it here just in time this morning. Uh, if any of you are parents out there, you know you can wake up to chaos sometimes, and that was uh, me this morning. So, and it, look, even if you're not a parent, right, you can wake up to chaos. But the goal for us as followers of Christ is to be able to rise above that chaos, right? To find the peace within the storm. So, if that's you this morning and listening to this, you've got a storm going on, I just pray the peace of God over you and uh, that He would help give you strength to continue in this day. Okay. So we are in the Sermon on the Mount, and we have been going through here. Uh, we're hitting on the blessings. We're hitting on the ways to uh, operate in the true interpretation of God's law. And Jesus is revealing to the crowds what it really meant to operate. They had been taught uh, the wrong things. Well, let's put it this way. They had taught, been taught misrepresentations of what God always intended. And that was part of what Jesus was doing. He was coming to fulfill the law and in fulfilling the law, he was coming to clarify God's will through the law. So we see, he says, all right, you know, it's not okay to murder. Everyone's like, I get that. Right. But it's also not okay to insult one another. It's also not, he is equating, you know, all of these things of how to treat one another, how to operate in this newfound covenant and kingdom of God. And the goal is for as many of us as possible to operate in this way. And then if we do so, the world becomes a better place. So we're going to go into uh, an area of scripture in Matthew chapter five. We're up to a part that makes a lot of us kind of turn our head to the side. Uh, because understand this, a lot of what we deal with, right, is what our fleshly body wants to do, right? What our mind, our will, our emotions, our flesh, uh, you know, physically we want to do. And often what we should do, right, what God would have us do is very, very contrary to what we feel right? That's one of the challenges of living in this earth, being in this world, not of it, is not succumbing to the physical temptations around us. And often that is uh, is very difficult to do when we are being mistreated, uh, when we see things that we don't like. So uh, we're going to go into a part of scripture that is sometimes difficult to swallow, but I want to address it in its proper context, because I think if we do that, 
it'll you'll understand it more. So I'm going to go in. I'm going to read through the whole part, and then we're going to break it down little by little here. So let's dive right in. You have heard it was said. Remember, Jesus starts that way because they've been taught a certain way. And, and whenever he says, you've heard it was said, he's trying to shift them to the way God really wants it, right? So it says, you have heard it was said, eye for an eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and don't turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Okay, a lot of this very hard to swallow, right? Because when people do things to us, we want to do things right back to them. Look, me included. It's not uh, it's not easy. And we live in a world today uh, that and, and with them, too. And that, that's what Jesus is trying to shift a lot of look. Human emotion is human emotion. Right. When we when somebody hurts us, we want to hurt them back equally. A lot of times we want to go ahead and see them what canceled. And not even hurts us. There's people out there that are in the public forum that have never done a thing to us, but think differently than we do. And we celebrate the fact when they fall. We celebrate the fact when they get canceled, right? We're just canceling one another. And that's where I'm going to keep hitting on this point that we should be living in a forgiveness culture, not a uh, uh, cancel culture. I'm just going to keep saying that over and over again. But when we're really get to it. And this is why studying is so important. Um, and that's why we get together here for this 1%, right? We take 1% of our day, then we head out and do what? Do something great for the 99%. Hopefully we take some nuggets here that we can go and apply outside of wherever you are today, listening to this and apply that to the world around us, right? Because the purpose that we have in the, on this planet is to know God and to make him known. You can't make him known until you know who God is, or properly anyway, right? There's plenty of people out there that are uh, making God known in a way that is not necessarily being effective in this world, right? But I believe that if everybody knew Jesus for who Jesus was, you know, there'll be very, very few people that would reject that. Often, even Mahatma Gandhi said himself, I would become a Christian if it wasn't for Christians. Now, I'm not bashing my brethren, my brothers and sisters out there, but we have to understand God to really know him and to make him known. And Jesus is the ultimate example of the nature of God and the ultimate example of who we can be when we be, try to replicate God. We won't do it perfectly, but uh, we do have an example of one who did. So let's break this down here first. You have heard it was said, eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. But I tell you, don't resist an evil person. Let's address the eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. Okay. In the Mosaic law, it was taught eye for an eye as a form of retribution, right? You take my eye, you get your eye taken. You take my tooth, you get your tooth taken. And a lot of our court system does that, is set in place for something very uh, similar. But the problem was, 
in that culture. And the problem in many cases in our culture is, is that we take this on in our personal relationships and the religious leaders of that time. See, the eye for an eye was meant to be done in a court of law as a part of civil retribution. And the religious leaders of that time shifted to personal relationships. If you remember previously uh, in, in one of our studies, it said, you know, on your way to court with somebody, try to settle with them. Why? Because you will have to pay in full if you stand before the court. Right. So this is in the way of if somebody does something to us, if we do something to them, um, it's better to solve it on the personal level than to go to court because the court's going to say, hey, you did this, you get this. Right. Uh, and, and that's it. But we have through Jesus. Right. In the first chapter of John, what did it say? Jesus came with came with grace and truth. OK. And sometimes it's truth. Grace, despite the truth, the truth is we mess up, but the grace is we get more than we deserve. So Jesus would rather us on the individual level level operate in grace in our personal relationships. And that way it doesn't even need to stand in front of the judge. Right. So if we have any social contagion, let it be that of grace. The tit for tat eye for an eye is not the perfect way to operate in the kingdom of God. And if we would all operate in a little more grace, when I jack up, you can give me grace. When you mess up, I'll give you grace. And in that way, we can live at peace with one another, understanding that none of us are perfect. Amen. All right, let's get, let's get this moving along. So it says, but I tell you, do not resist an evil person. Now, I, I just want to clarify that a better interpretation of this would be, would be uh, refrain from violence against those who are evil. Again, the ideal scenario would be that you wouldn't have to be violent. I want to hit home. None of this says that you need to be a human punching bag. None of this says that you need to be manipulated and, and abused. If you're in a situation that's abusive, get out of that situation. Okay. Or uh, Seek God on the right way to apply grace in that situation. God doesn't want you being a doormat. Amen. So let's go to this next part here. It says, um, if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. What are we talking about here? We have to go back to the original ancient context. They lived in a society that was right-handed. I'm not going to say why you use your left hand, but if you do some research in that part of the world, it's still the left hand is for some very unclean type of stuff. So notice this is often shortened to turn the other cheek. It's not what Jesus says. He says, if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. Understand to slap somebody on the right cheek, only using the right hand, right? Because the left hand was for dirty stuff. Then you would have to hit somebody with the back of your hand, which is an absolute insult, okay? It was a severe insult. And to do so in that society to an equal came with a heavy punishment and heavy fine. The only person way 
the, the only way that somebody would hit someone with the back of their hand, if they were lesser than, if they were a slave, if they were, if you thought that you were less, less, if the person was less, a Roman soldier would backhand uh, a, a Jewish person. Why? Because they were the oppressor. So understand that there's significance there in uh, turning the other cheek. It's actually a way to stand your ground because to turn your left cheek, the person would have to decide, okay, I'm going to hit you with my left hand, which would make them admit that it was an unclean act or they would have to fight you as an equal. Let that soak in for a second. So it's actually one turning the other cheek, a way to show restraint for a time but also a way to stand your ground and saying, I'm not less than. And if you think about it for a second, when we stand our ground in that way, you're saying I'm not less than, but also saying you're not less than we are equals here. And again, God's not asking you to be a punching bag, but showing some restraint in those situations can offer the opportunity to advance conversation in a way that's more peaceable. Remember, Paul said, whenever it is possible, be at peace with one another. All right. So to strive toward the perfection of being in the kingdom of God is to show restraint. I want to, again, say this is not you allowing yourself to be abused over and over and over. I hope that makes sense. So pause when you are insulted, right? So we're not even we're not even talking about necessarily a strike. A strike in the back of the hand is an insult. So Jesus is saying, when you are insulted, right? That's the real figure of speech here. I want to when you are insulted, pause for a second as well and say, is it worth the eye for an eye? Can I, is there another thing that I can do that would be more reflective? Because Jesus wasn't afraid to flip tables. But he also endured a heck of a lot of insults. And if you noticed, he never allowed the insults to take him away from the mission that was his life. He was missional in what he did. And we all have a plan and a purpose. So is your reaction going to be something that derails what God wants you to do in your life. I love the way Winston Churchill said it. He says, you'll never get where you're going if you stop and throw rocks at every dog that barks. Sometimes people are not worth your time. Walk away. And here's the question I would ask you today. Do you have power over your reactions or do your reactions have power over you? Chew on that for a second as we continue. It says, and if anybody wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. Back then, you couldn't take somebody's tunic. If anyone forces you to go, before I go one mile, go with them too. I'll, I'll hit on that, and then we're going to wrap up here. If anyone wants to sue you for your shirt, take your, hand over your coat as well. All right? Material possessions mean nothing. All right? We, God will provide more. Again, don't, you don't have to let somebody openly steal from you. But stop putting all your trust in the physical possessions around you, which are very, very temporary. Okay? Let's address this next one as we wrap up. We're a little over a 1% here. 
says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Okay. This one to me is really powerful. Okay. In that time, Roman soldiers could stop any Jewish person and say, here, carry my stuff for a mile. And you would have to do it or face severe punishment. Jesus. So this is what, when Jesus says this, understand that's what they're relating it to. Something to that effect. An oppressor telling you carry something for a mile, particularly the Romans. But he says, go with them too. Now, I want you to notice what happens here because most of us would say, forget that. I'm not doing it. But watch what happens if you go an extra mile. Go, Go the extra mile. See, when you're told to do something and you do it, you're submissive. When you go above and beyond, you're in control. So when a Roman soldier told a Jewish person, carry this for a mile, and then they said, no, you know what? I'm going to. That is a way to take control back. And so often we equate our own personal power in the way that we fight back and we beat people down. But it is also an exhibition of our power to go ahead and do more, to show grace. There is so much power in showing grace and mercy. And sometimes even the people that are hurting us and and trying to oppress us, it is an act of grace and mercy. And honestly, it is an edifying act to go ahead and do more and say, no, you know what, I'm I'm not going to do this because you told me to. I'm going to do this because God wants me to. I'm going to do this because like Jesus, I did not come to be served, but to serve. Jesus never served from a position of weakness. He served from a position of power. So as you go into this day, serve from a position of power. Give to the one who asks you. Don't turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. We say it all the time. You cannot outgive God. If you surround your life with giving, what does it say? By the same measure that you give, it'll be given back to you. And that's finances, yes, but so much. If you give grace, you'll get grace. If you give love, you'll get love. And put it out there, even if it doesn't seem like you get it from return. Why? Because the reward is from God in heaven. So serve in power today. Give people more than they deserve and watch God move in your life. Okay, let's pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you that you gave us more than we deserved by dying for us on the cross. We deserve the wages of our sin, which is death. But you gave us life and you gave us life everlasting. Help us to remember that sacrifice today as we go into this world and even in cases where we're being mistreated help us to show restraint restraint and help us to show strength in that situation by being more like you in jesus mighty name i'm pastor jd ambrosio with sound of heaven church in deer park new york you're listening to the one percent christian remember a hundred starts with one we are finally going to close matthew chapter five tomorrow but it's been a good journey love you guys